Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you're here with me today. Today, I thought we would talk about a topic that we recently did a masterclass on in my Patreon group, and it was all about being more vulnerable and how to open up and be vulnerable. It was a great class, and I think that we learned a lot, so I thought it would be a great topic for today. But before we get started with today's topic, we do have a message from our sponsor. Thank you for your time and listening to this and to Melissa's show. I think she does such a great job. She's been such a wonderful person for me to connect with. I'm glad that you guys listen and have a connection with her as well. She's wonderful to reach out to and talk to and be on her show. I did a podcast episode with her in the past. If you're enjoying this episode or any of her episodes, then I think you'd enjoy my episode as well with her. We had a episode together on May 27th, 2022. That's May 27th, 2022. 22 successful solutions with Ian Tolson. That's what it's labeled. Boom. So if you're enjoying anything that Melissa puts out, I'm sure you'll enjoy that particular episode. Or if you just want to find me over at iantolson.com, that'd be cool too. That's I-A-N-T as in Tom, O-L-S-O-N.com, iantolson.com, I-A-N-T-O-L-S-O-N.com. I really appreciate you for listening to this. You're a wonderful person. Have a good rest of your day. Hope to see you over there. All right, bye. Okay, so being vulnerable can be a very scary thing. And for many of us, we learned as children that it wasn't safe to open up and to be vulnerable because either we were laughed at, made fun of, or we just didn't get our needs met. It's easy to see why being vulnerable is a big problem for a lot of people who become adults. When you were a child, getting your needs met was primal, right? It's something that as babies, we cried in order to let people know that we were hungry or that, you know, we needed our diapers changed. That is the only way that we were able to let people know that we needed something was through crying. And there was a stage when I know when I was a kid where doctors said, you need to let them cry it out. You need to let babies self-soothe. And when we think about it now, I think how stupid that is because babies are not crying for attention. You know, they're not not crying for no reason. The reason that babies cry is because that is the way they learn how to get their needs met. So if they cried and an adult just let them cry it out, think about that. You learn from a very young age that It's not safe to get your needs met. It's not safe to ask for what you need. And now you may be thinking, okay, I don't remember that as a baby. I don't remember those things happening. But a lot of lessons we learn and a lot of limiting beliefs that we learn about ourselves come from when we were very young. Times when we don't even consciously remember those things happening because I don't remember being a baby as I'm sure you don't remember being a baby. But we do start to pick up on those cues even from that young age. So for many of us, the issue with being vulnerable is that we're afraid to speak our truth and we're afraid to ask for what we need for because as a young child, when we did that, it didn't feel safe. We did not get our needs met. And believe me, I'm not blaming parents because I am also a parent and I also know that I've made mistakes with my kids. 
Kids don't come with instruction manuals and we do our best. And I do believe parents do their best. But somehow we end up picking up on these cues that if we speak our truth, we're going to be made fun of or we're going to be ignored. Or if we ask for the needs that we have, if we want our needs to be met and we voice that, we're going to be met with rejection. And rejection is a very big fear that a lot of people have. So how do you work through this so that you can become more vulnerable? Vulnerability is really important. It's important in your relationships, right? If you always keep people at arm's length or you do what we sometimes tend to do, which is to people please because you want everyone to accept you and to love you and to be happy, you make yourself miserable because then you're not getting your needs met. And so you're not going to be happy in that relationship. And if you don't allow people in, it's hard to have intimacy in personal relationships. So how do we work through that in order to be more vulnerable? The very first thing is to understand where your fears are. That was one of the first questions that I asked in our masterclass. I said, what scares you the most about being vulnerable? What is it? that makes you afraid to open up to anyone else. And I asked them to think about this question. When did you first feel unsafe when asking for your needs to be met? Can you think of a time? Is there a specific instance? When do you first remember asking for something and being told no and it's okay to say no to people. We're setting boundaries, but when you're very small and you get told no, sometimes we see that as what I need and what I want is not important. And then we just begin to stop asking for what we need because we think we're going to be met with rejection. We think we're going to hear no. So when did you first feel unsafe asking for your needs to be met? How old were you? Who was it that made you feel unsafe and what was happening? The interesting thing is that sometimes when things happen to us when we're kids, we are not capable of processing the event the way that it actually happened. So let's say, for example, when you were little and you wanted a cookie before dinner and your parents said no because we're getting ready to eat, but then that that left you with this feeling that in the future, if I ask for this cookie, they're going to say no. And I'm afraid to ask now because I don't want to be told no. So you stop asking. Now that's kind of a generic example, but this is what happens in our childlike minds. We do not really see that as, oh, well, they said no this time because we're having dinner. A lot of times parents don't necessarily explain to us or they didn't why they said no. If we would have had an explanation, maybe we would have understood, oh, well, because if I ask right before dinner, it's going to be a no because it's too close to dinner. But if I ask after dinner, it would probably be a yes. As parents, I know myself personally, I did a terrible job of explaining why I was saying no to something. Sometimes we don't give reasons, right? We just say no or because I said so. It's another great reason. But then it's hard for children to process why they're being told no. If you have a, a good reason that goes with it and you explain it well, 
then the child will probably just say, oh, okay, you know, I understand this now. But if you're just told no, then you're going to make up your own assumptions as to why your parents said no. And then sometimes we take that on personally, like they said no because I did something wrong when that really wasn't the case. So sometimes we pick up these limiting beliefs surrounding asking for our needs because we just assume we're going to be told no. And so that builds up a fear and we put up a wall and we don't want to ask in the future. So think about that because it's important to understand where these fears of being vulnerable come from. And do they come from your childhood? Maybe they didn't. Maybe it came from a relationship you had where when you ask for your needs to be met, your partner ignored you or said no or belittled you or said you were too sensitive, whatever. Those things also leave, uh, it has an effect on us and causes us to become afraid then to be more vulnerable and to be open to, to ask for what we need. I also asked my, um, the people in my class to think of this question. Do I ignore my own needs in order, order to meet the needs of others? Do I ignore my needs in order to meet the needs of others? How often do you do that? Now, a lot of people think, and this is how I used to think, I thought I was just trying to be the mediator and I wanted everyone to get along. And so I was trying to be cooperative. The problem is if you are cooperative too often, you are neglecting your own needs and putting everyone else above you. And meeting your own needs is really, really important. You are important. You are worthy. You matter and your needs matter. And it's important to see yourself that way too. So another question then to ask yourself is, am I putting the needs of everyone else over myself? It's important to know who you truly are too and what you truly want. Like, what do I want in my life? What do I need to have? Well, I need to have loving, connecting relationships. I need to have people I can count on. What do you need and what do you want? You can't be vulnerable if you're not 100% sure what you need or what you want in your life. So really get to know yourself too. Like, what are my needs? What are my wants? A lot of people don't even take the time to stop and think about what they really truly want. And that's super important. How do you know your needs are being met if you don't even know what your needs are? So it's important to get to know yourself and it's important to get rid of the fear surrounding asking for help. A lot of people see that as a weakness. It's not a weakness. Sometimes we need help. We don't live in uh, you know, isolation and we're not supposed to live in isolation. We're supposed to have human connection and we're here to help one another. But if we don't ask for help when we need it, we're going to just burn ourselves out and, and we're going to feel that isolation. It's important for you to be able to ask for help. And a lot of people have difficulty with that one. It's important to get rid of the fear surrounding it. And this brings up another question. What are you afraid of when it comes to opening up to others or for asking for help? What is the thing that makes you the most afraid? What do you think will happen? And now when we said this in our class, a lot of people said, rejection, I'm afraid of rejection. And that's understandable. That is a huge fear for a lot of people. We don't want to be rejected. But when you think about it, most of the time, 
if you ask someone for help, they're more than willing to help you out. They are happy. In fact, a lot of people live for being able to help others. And when we don't ask, we might actually be robbing someone else of the joy that they get when they are able to help someone. A lot of people love being able to do that. But if we don't ask, then we don't know. We don't know if if people could help us or if they want to. We have to get rid of the fears, but identifying those fears is super important. What is what is your fear? What are you afraid of? What do you think is going to happen if you open up and if you're vulnerable? What is the worst thing that could happen? Because oftentimes when we sit down with ourselves and we look at what we really think is the worst thing that could happen, it's not really all that bad. We're making things worse in our mind, our brain is programmed to focus on negative and we think that the worst thing is going to happen and when we sit down with it we realize a lot of our fears are not valid they're irrational fears and if we can sit down and identify that then we can say hey yeah that's probably not even going to happen and you may have to do some tapping some of the EFT emotional freedom technique tapping to tap out some of those fears, but it's important to identify where your fears are first because they have specific ones and there are tappings for fears of rejection. It's also important to share your feelings. You have to have someone that you can go to, that you can talk to. It's important to get your emotions out and everyone needs to have that person that they can go to and feel safe to share what they're feeling. And whether it is someone that you are friends with or a family member, or even if it's a a therapist, a counselor, or a coach, someone that you work with, where you can share your emotions. You know, the funny thing about going to counseling and working with someone who's sort of objective is you get a whole new insight. I remember whenever I first started counseling and I was talking about the fears that I had, the counselor was the one who helped talk me through each of the fear and see that a lot of what I was afraid of was very irrational and there was no factual base to these fears. I was just making them really, really big in my mind. And once I was able to see that, I was able to work through it and to get rid of those fears. Fears are the things that are keeping you stuck and it's important to know what it is you're afraid of so that you can work through it and come on the other side of that. It's also important to be present in your life. You know, I feel like so much of the time people go on autopilot because life gets so busy and it gets hectic and we don't want to have to stop and think about things, but it's important that you do. It's important that you process things, especially because when you are in the present moment and you're truly living, you realize how many moments we actually miss by not really being focused and fully present. So be in the moment, enjoying the company of the people who are around you. It's also okay to set boundaries. You know, being vulnerable requires you to share with others how you want to be treated. And setting boundaries is really healthy. A lot of people are afraid of that because they think, I don't want people to be mad at me if I set this boundary. It's okay, and people will respect you more. And people who don't respect you for setting boundaries are people who are taking advantage of you anyway, and you don't need that in your life. 
So it's important to set boundaries with people because you're teaching them how you want to be treated. Instead of allowing people to come in and you have to do everything for them, it should be balanced. There should be balance in everything. And so it's okay to say no to people who want to drain your time or your energy. It's okay to set that boundary and say, yeah, you know what? I need time for myself today. I, I can't help you with whatever. But in the future, you know, I don't mind. But today, it's not a good day for me. You might have to practice that too. If you practice saying no and being firm about it, that's super helpful because a lot of people just are afraid. And then when someone puts them on the spot and asks them, they feel like they don't have a good enough reason. You don't need a good reason. No is a complete sentence. You can tell people no. But you may need to practice saying no. It sounds silly, but then when people ask you on the spot, you have more courage to stand up and to say, no, hey, I have to set this boundary for myself. Being vulnerable is so brave, but it shows you how strong you truly are. When you're vulnerable, you are opening yourself up to deeper connection with others. And that is really, truly what I think we crave as human beings. It helps us to be able to relate to others when we're able to be vulnerable and to be open. I know it was difficult for me when I first started my new job. When I switched school districts, I didn't know anyone in my department. And it was the most difficult year of my life having to move there that first year because of things happening in my personal life. That was when my children came to me and said, hey, their dad had been abusive. And then he ended up taking his life in you know, the spring of that year. That was when COVID hit. And if I had been afraid to open up and be vulnerable, I might have felt so isolated. But I had coworkers who would come by and say, How's everything going? What's going on? How are you doing? Which helps so much because then when my mom went through her illness, I had these same coworkers who would come by and and ask if I was doing okay and did I need anything? And it just helped to have people there that you could relate to. And then a coworker ended up having a grandchild who was sick. And so I was able to go and then ask the same things and show that, you know, hey, I appreciate everything that you did for me and I'm here for you too. And you make deeper connections with people. You truly do. If you choose to isolate yourself, you are missing out on so many wonderful things. And I know some people say, well, I can't people today. I get it. And that's where those boundaries come in. You don't have to be all of the time with all of your coworkers and always social. It's important to honor your own needs And part of that is, again, knowing when you do need some alone time, but also making sure that you don't isolate yourself. Being vulnerable takes a lot of courage, but you can do it. And you never know the connections that you make with people if you don't allow yourself to open up. Yes, there is a possibility that you could get hurt. But to me, the risk of possibly getting hurt is worth way more than the fact that you never have those deep relationships. That deep connection is what we all need. And so taking a risk and being vulnerable is really, really important. And you need to start doing that. 
there are some affirmations that go along with vulnerability. And I love them. And I I love affirmations because I think that they're a way for us to sort of start reprogramming those thoughts, those intrusive thoughts that are in our head all of the time that keep us from doing the things we really want to do. They keep us stuck. These are some that can help you to rewrite that script so that you can lose that fear, reprogram your brain. So you focus on all of the positive things that could happen if you were to be vulnerable and to open up. So here are some of the affirmations that I gave to uh, the students in my master class. And I'm not giving you all of the ones I gave them. For that, you have to be a part of our our Patreon page. But I'm going to give you a couple. And so the ones that I really love, I love, I have the courage to be vulnerable. Because for many of us, it's just that fear surrounding not wanting to put ourselves out there because of rejection or because people may laugh at us or whatever, which again is just another form of rejection. I have the courage to be vulnerable. Sharing my true self is brave and I'm proud of myself for my courage. I am not needy. I have needs like everyone else. I love that. And I really love it because some people will try to project onto you that you're being needy if you're expressing the needs that you have. The truth is you're not needy. If you express your needs and the person isn't able to meet them, they're just not your person, you know, or this isn't the relationship for you. You're not needy. And I love that. I am not needy. I have needs like everyone else. My needs deserve to be met as much as anyone else's. I love that. So yeah, you do deserve to have your needs met. You are brave. You have the courage to be vulnerable. Be proud of yourself. And every time you feel yourself wanting to pull back and not take that risk, you need to go for it. And in my life, every time I've ever had a fear of doing something, that has been my signal like, you have to do this. You have to do it because this is a test for you. Can you be vulnerable? Can you open up? Can you take this risk? And every time that I've done that, I've always been glad on the other side of it that I took the risk. I've never said to myself, oh, I'm sorry I did that. Because no matter what, whether it succeeded or not, I learned something. And we're all here to learn and grow. So there is a gift in every lesson that we have. So don't be afraid. Start opening yourself up. Do something that makes you feel a little bit vulnerable. All right, guys, I wanted to pull a card for you today. So I pulled a card from my Divine Whispers deck, and the deck is still available at melissaopen.com if you want to order your own. And the card I pulled is, you are a manifesting machine. Pay very close attentions to your thoughts right now because you are a manifesting machine. Get in alignment with what you want. Be sure to set clear intentions about what you wish to receive and then focus on it with unwavering faith. Know that the universe is working on your behalf to bring you what is for your highest good. Take a little time each day to focus on the things you want. Feel how awesome it would be to have those things. And then send the universe a little gratitude. You will quickly begin to see your dreams take shape. Know that you are so worthy of it all. There are some mantras that go with this card. The first one is, I am deserving of all of my dreams. And I am manifesting all of them right now. I know that what I seek is also seeking me. The universe is supporting my dreams right now. I am in complete alignment with my intentions. 
I trust the universe is working behind the scenes on my behalf. All right. I love that. And I want to thank you so much for being here with us today. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. The greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with those who you think might also enjoy it. Don't forget you can join us on Patreon where I post two extra podcast episodes per week. I also host live card readings each week and a live masterclass. So you can join us over there. And when I do interviews with people, I also post the videos of the interviews on Patreon. I post readings there and guided meditations. So I would love to have you over there. It's only $10 a month and you can cancel anytime if you'd like to come and try it out. I also have some free content if you go to my Patreon page that you can view just to check it out, see what it's like to be over there on Patreon. As always, I am sending you guys so much love and light. I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.